Hey there, everyone. We're here, uh, still alive. I'm Samuel. Uh, with me is Calvin, okay. also still alive. Still here. I'm, I'm alive, and I'm, I, I'm well in the physical sense. For people who are listening out of order, we're still in the middle of, of fucking coronavirus USA. Uh, yeah. Number one, go team. Uh, we're we're doing really we well. Our team's doing really well. Three hundred thousand cases, baby. Let's keep going. Yeah, our estimates are looking really good. Our our curve is looking really high, really tall, tall curve over. Two million cases. We can do it. I believe in us. <laughs> that's the that's the peak. Our president just released a, a graph that made me. It, it he's we're getting to the point where he's having to communicate uh, things about 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 reality, right? And he can't speak truth about reality because his reality is horrible and everything he does is trash. So he released like a graph or something that was basically talking about like you know flattening the curve. Here's what we can do: thirty days to to spread, stop the spread, all this bullshit. And on the graph, he shows like the estimates if we do everything we can, and it's like two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand deaths, I think, or something like that, between one hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. Um, yeah. And then at the top, of the, <laughs> at the top of the curve, he says like two million deaths. And we could have we could have done nothing and the, that's it. Like, it's basically like yeah. like bragging and about like, oh but imagine if you, you know like he's such a great president because think about what if what if the United States government just didn't fucking exist <laughs> or like went on pause for like months. What are you talking about? What reality would we have done nothing? <laughs> yeah, so like the podcast app that I use, I I can put little timestamps in so now people can just easily skip around corona talk or they don't want to hear about it but yeah uh so if you don't want to hear about corona talk you can skip to the next section i've definitely yeah. put it in there but it is demanding uh, but, the attention of our lives right now yeah, yeah yeah but yeah so that what the graph erases is like yes if you do anything then you will reduce wherever you like set yourself on but the problem is it erases that he did nothing for two months when he could have shut down travel from China before Chinese. So, like, what we know is, like, Chinese New Year is really where this thing started to spread everywhere. There's the call that's pretty, uh, that people keep talking about. Yeah. We we knew in January that the uh, this was serious and the Chinese were lying. So, we knew it was serious. Uh, uh, on the call, yeah, I think knew... they say, and, and I don't know how accurate a lot of this is. I know there was... That's the, specifically the timeline where the knowledge was gathered. But a part of what is what people are talking about is that on the call, someone had an emotional response. Like, they cried talking about the situation. Which, when you're a professional talking to another one internationally, that's a big sign, you know? That should yeah. mean something to but, you. Yeah, but, like, we knew in January the Chinese were lying. So that would have been the time to maybe, I don't know, shut down travel from China just for the Chinese New Year. Because, you know, like, the things that we... What we, there's what we knew when we knew it, and he just did none of these things. Mm-hmm. So he guaranteed the virus to come to the U.S. Uh, he didn't accelerate testing because we rejected the WHO test. The CDC could make bad tests. Uh, he didn't use the Defense Production Act soon enough so that we could have enough ventilators and mat. Like all these things. So yes, what he's done has shrunk the death toll potentially by a ninety percent reduction from doing absolutely <laughs> nothing. But that's kind of ignoring the fact that he could have taken swifter action and potentially reduced uh the death toll by 95 to 99 percent where we have we, there's nine thousand people who have died from this thing 
so far. And it's that death toll's just gonna keep going up and up and, and up that's just, as hospitals become flooded. And everything that you're seeing right now, every ounce of him going out and saying, Oh, okay, here's stuff that we're moving here, here's this that I've enacted now, this is just shit he's being given by more qualified people who are realizing that their bullshit investment in a terrible human being is actually biting them in the ass when reality comes into play. Because they've been ignoring that as well for the past twenty five years. A pandemic has need to go back to work you know it's like we need to go back to work to make the dow jones industrial average go up why don't you want to work to make the dow jones go up gladly give my life if it meant that i could secure the the america for my (laughs) for my children and their and my children's grandchildren and their great aunts (laughs) Uh, it's fucking bizarre it's so weird like this is and what's crazy is I, I, it's a slow boil. It's what every single fucking nut job on the internet talks about. You put a frog in water, and they just slowly start increasing the heat until it just gets warmer and warmer, and then you're you're fucking dead. <laughs> okay, like, and the things that like my conservative family members don't understand is like this is what they've always signed up for. Like, yeah, I know, like on the surface they say no, we just don't think the government should regulate the, the market because I like my iPhone. It's not that. Like, this is the logical conclusion of everything Ronald Reagan sold Absolutely. you on. This is, this is the height of capitalism. This is it. When it's people say, hey, millennials may never be able to retire, and then you have people going on TV saying, that's a good thing, actually, you're in a death cult. <laughs> Wait, what? When was this? Yeah. This is last year. Okay. Some guy in Fox, some guy in Fox business. Oh, okay. Well, then like, that, that's why you that have the privilege. You have the privilege to work what is, is for till you to the day you die in this country. It is such. There is such an obsession in this country, and and it is it is truly horrendous that the the your output is your input, and that becomes before your input and everything else you are not allowed to take in or consume until you have equally if not in a factor of pushed out that towards the economy or towards your community or something and in as like a theme or like a a, a mental way to live i can see that as being beneficial to a community you know always putting others first but it's it just completely disbands the idea of the person like you're just like you're just a thing that's made to work essentially yeah it's uh it's the type of thing where like anyone could have told you this would happen like of course conservatives are saying that we need to send people back to work and overwhelm the hospitals even more because like the thing that everyone leaves out is the death i don't know if i said this last week but like the reason the death toll is like two percent in china or whatever is because they were able to give people treatment if people don't get treatment, the death toll goes way up. So if we send everyone back to work, more and more people are going to get sick and you're going to have a death toll of like 5 to 10%. It's like that's why infant mortality went down. Infant mortality didn't go down because babies started being born healthier. No, babies started being born in hospitals where we can like sanitize them and treat them if they're born with birth defects or whatever. It's – I – where where do you – you know what? I, I here, Here's what I want to ask you, Sam, right? Because you're spouting a lot of information that's real and relevant. Where the fuck do you find your information? (laughs) Because we have a bunch of people in positions much higher than you who don't seem to know about these basic facts. Well, no, like you can read any newspaper that isn't Fox News and 
you can read any newspaper website that is that's legitimately it he's created a fucking yeah funnel of information and 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 his followers are so but the thing is like these people don't care because they believe that because again like ronald reagan told us that we were special and anything that we do is fine it'll always we'll always get past it the conservative ideology is the conservatives the america that'll make everything better so when you come to a fucking pandemic where we're probably going to have 30 million people uninsured, uh, unemployed, maybe even more mm-hmm. by the end of this thing. And they're going to lose their health insurance uh, when they lose their employment because we've attached those two things. Yeah, yeah. So people uninsured, like we're going to have millions and millions and millions of people unemployed by the end of this. And we don't really know if they're going to get their jobs back. It's not like they've been furloughed. Like we have tons of people who've been furloughed. They'll, they'll hopefully have their jobs when this is over if uh, their company survives. But you have all these millions of unemployed people who just – they don't have anything. And like it's going to hit rural America hard. It's going to hit cities hard. Like, it, it's – I don't know. But like the, these the, – I just think conservatism just needs to be a thing we like strangle and like just like keep holding on until it dies. And then like people who like spout it, we should maybe like throw rocks at them or something. They're always, they're always a step away from like the, the, the Alex Jones and the crazy. Yeah. It's always connected a hundred percent every time. This is where you get yourself when you worship capital to no end, when a pandemic comes and as a necessity, you need to just shut things down and shut them down as soon as possible so you can get back to work as soon as possible um and then have a social safe net to take people during take care of people during the shutdown uh but then if you sh- but like because we we have this obsession with capital like and extracting as much value as possible this is what you get like the big, the best example is GameStop GameStop is probably going to go bankrupt by this because they were already teetering on the edge but because all these businesses started shutting down and people started staying home more People started buying video games to entertain themselves. Uh, and GameStop had their best sales weeks in years when the coronavirus started sending people home. So instead of doing the right thing and sending their workers home, they extracted that last bit of value from their workers so they could make them work until fucking Animal Crossing came out so they could sell people their Animal Crossing pre-order. And then – and the, and literally like the day after Animal Crossing and Doom came out, GameStop said they were closing all stores. So this is the t- and and also they after also after that happened they permanently closed 300 stores. So they knew they were going to be bankrupted by this. Uh and they knew that but they they didn't care. They just like we got to sell people their fucking Animal Crossing pre-order. It's an American dream. So we Think can get the owner of Yeah, GameStop. so we can get that so we can get that last little bit of money. Speaking and like kind of speaking of the uh like the multi-layeredness of this too. I was watching a are you familiar with William Osmond on YouTube? Uh, no. Uh, he's a little tinkerer guy. Sometimes he builds, like, little robotics or something. I think he's fairly big, but anyways, he has this channel. And uh, recently he posted a video called We Tested Positive. And in it, he documents the process of discovering that him and I believe it's his girlfriend, who they live together, um, both were uh, found out that they had COVID-19. Uh, he did not show symptoms, um, and she did show symptoms. During this, he's providing uh, footage of the testing center, uh, footage of the documents that he was given and sent in the mail, stuff like that. And it's it's fucking crazy. 
like it shows him driving up to like a parking lot and he says okay so you drive up to this parking lot and you know they they come to your car and oh no fuck that you actually have to walk up to the building <laughs> so you have to exit your car if you think you have covid-19 walk up to the building talk to someone get back in your car drive around to the back have them walk up to you give you a test for the flu they find out that i think they found out that he, he did or didn't have the flu i couldn't remember which either way they decided that they did not have to perform the COVID-19 tests. And this is like on day three of his girlfriend showing symptoms. By day four, she was at 50% lung capacity and he was pretty certain she had COVID, even though he'd received mail saying that she didn't. It's just... And, and then he has to go back to the... Essentially, the cusp of all this is just that our system in no way is ready to support anything bad happening. Like, at all. We just, we have no support for it. And, 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 and I'm so happy. I'm going to actually send this to you. I'm so happy he was able to make this video and just document how bullshit all of this was completely. Yeah. I think, yeah, there, there's just no way to understand, like, how messed up this entire system is. Like, yeah, like, y you can't let Trump off the hook for this, and they're going to. He's going to win because we have Joe fucking Biden who's <laughs> not going to connect the dots. Oh, reality. I forgot about Joe aren't you glad, for, like, maybe eight aren't hours. You, aren't you glad we have Joe in our corner, though? I'm so glad Joe's going to fix it's this. It's already – it's already, <sighs> he's already losing socially. It's just – I it, it, we, we've said it's happening again. I, I'm breaking, Sam. I don't know if you can realize yeah. it. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like you have a you have a you live with a nurse, so you get just oh, yeah, daily every updates day. of how messed up things are. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's leave that where it's at. Like, yeah, just things are gonna get worse by the next time we record. Uh, this uh, we have three hundred thousand cases. I bet I'm gonna bet we're gonna be at a million cases by the by next no, episode. Listen, Sam, listen, I, I've been checking the numbers. We're at one. We're at two. Honestly, man, I'm feeling we hit 15 max, and then pfft, this thing's just going to fucking, pfft, just like that, just disappear. It's going to disappear like a miracle, yeah, like magic. Just, pfft, it's going to poof just... into the air, dude. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Fucking moron. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a bit follow-up from last week. Uh, so, last week's episode was edited on my iPad, which um, I, I'd used Fairout before, but this is the first time I'd edited, like, a whole episode in it along with the trackpad support. Very impressed with it. Uh, it's a much better app than GarageBand. Like, I can actually add MP3 chapters. And just in terms of just, like, the speed and performance of it, I was able to export. Usually an episode of this podcast takes about four or five minutes to export and convert to an MP3. Uh, this took just over a minute to export and convert to mp3 wow. so yeah so i'm very excited to see what apple brings when they bring their mac when they bring their arm chips to max because all of a sudden all these low-end quote-unquote low-end Macs are gonna get way faster what's the with uh, just a process what's the hard fast on the arm chip arm chips so arm is like an instruction set of like how chips are made intel and amd use x86 as their instruction architecture mm -hmm. uh x86 is great for like high power operations and laptops and desktops um but the problem with it is that it has it has a lot of limitations in terms of like its power efficiency but as you get to like more powerful chips, that's where x86 chips start to like come out ahead. ARM chips are extremely power efficient, which is why they're in every single smartphone. Uh, but the problem with ARM chips is they also have a simpler design, and not a lot of apps on the desktop are built for them. Like there are Windows laptops with ARM chips inside. You shouldn't buy them because there's very few apps that support them. 
But the advantage is, like, the reason, like, the iPad is one of the most powerful computers you can buy as a person is because Apple is – Apple in particular is two years ahead of everyone else when it comes to making ARM chips. And they are now going to bring those ARM chips to their Macs. There will be a rough transition where developers need to update, but I don't think they're going to do it to their Pro apps. But it's going to be like they'll make the MacBook Air with an ARM chip, and then slowly, hopefully, developers will update for those new chips because there is a lot of performance gain that you get from switching to ARM. Do you see uh, their desktop, like Mac OS, our architecture being moved exclusively to like uh, just their Mac Pros and then their MacBook Airs? sharing an ipad like uh no i think they're going to just make two versions of the operating system uh for for the switch because there is a rumor that they're that like the ipad might at wwdc that they might release some kind of arm version of mac os that you can run on an ipad as like a developer tool so yeah like it they we do think that we're going to see arm mac os coming soon and then everything else will follow but yeah i'm if if the iPad's processor is enough to just, like, I, there's this app called Affinity Photo, which can, like, edit photos really well and, like, handle raw images particularly well and, like, really fast and se- seamlessly. Like, you don't get that kind of performance on a PC until you get to very, very expensive hardware. So you're going to get cheaper chips that are capable of comp- certain levels of performance. And they're not going to be able to do, like, multi-threaded tasks where you have, like, 28 cores, like, which is why you buy a Mac Pro, but... For most people, if you can get all the apps they would usually want, which is like Chrome, uh, Microsoft Office apps, um, Photoshop, stuff like that. If you can get those apps on Mac OS to support ARM natively, then you're going to be able to make way cheaper computers that are way more powerful. So it's exciting to see. For instance, like I, I feel like a big thing when a lot of kids go to college is that they buy a laptop. Um, typically they'll buy like a MacBook Pro or a MacBook Air or something. That's built with like an i5 sometimes Intel chip, usually a dual core or something. Not super powerful, but oftentimes built for a lot larger tasks than the typical tasks the typical student is going to be doing. I mean, something like yeah. this iPad with an ARM chip sounds, you know, right up that person's alley where it's cheaper and a smaller device and able to perform those like you know Chrome-based and email-based tasks at a desktop yeah. level but without having to have like a whole like heated like a super hot laptop with a super low battery and all that. Yeah, like I could record this podcast on my iPad natively. I'm currently on my Mac because I like having Windows cuz like it's just like it's nice to have Discord in a window in one place and then GarageBand recording in another and then if I need to open Safari to look something up, I can. On my iPad recording this podcast would be a much more restrictive experience. Like I could record to Ferrite directly, but I'm fine just editing in Ferrite and just sending the audio from my Mac over. But you can also do uh do they have external display support for Mac, they the do, iMac, but the it's iMac, they iPad. do, but the iPad can still only display two apps permanently at a time, and then you can slide another app over. So, like, really, you can only have three apps open, and one of them is a tiny little web browser. So, like, that's just the limit of the operating system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, just wanted to talk about that because I think it was really cool. like it was really nice editing on my iPad. I was way more seamless than I thought it was going to be, and now that is my definitely my preferred editing experience my hope for technology in 2020 kind of follows exactly what you're talking about i feel like a big thing for 2010 was getting really powerful architecture in a lot of the mobile devices i mean we saw like uh, samsung galaxy phones reaching of like 1200 dollars 12 gigabytes of fucking ram 
in there <laughs> to support you know app, app background usage i'd like to see a lot of these companies try to invest in more of what you're talking about more battery focused they don't need to be able to like <clears throat> you know calculate fucking protein simulations in two seconds but if you can get a Chrome browser at a desktop-like architecture to display on an iPad for eight-plus hours with, you know, max brightness or whatever it is, that's that's really helpful. And I think that'd be really And then just expanding upon that, trying to take high-processing power devices and making alternatives that are able to process, you know, high-capacity, um, I'd almost call them AMP-like applications, where they're just, like, light versions of these desktop architecture apps i think that'd be super cool so hopefully that's like yeah i think uh yeah i think there's a lot to consider but uh yeah it's like yeah you're gonna get that whatever that first arm mac is it's just gonna be the first of many like i i would be surprised if apple moves all of their laptops over to arm uh but yeah at least the macbook airline yeah there might be there there are rumors there might be a desktop like the small imac might get an arm chip and then the regular imac stays on intel intel in general is just getting their fucking ass handed to them right now because like amd just whooped their shit in laptops this week with their uh their ryzen 4000 series chips like there's only two laptops you can buy with amd chips in them right now what the with the good amd chips in them right now but they're all the reviews have been like this is these are amazing laptops definitely recommend getting them uh, they're better than anything Intel has. And, like, Intel also has these 5 gigahertz uh, laptop chips that also came out the week later. The problem is that those 5 gigahertz chips are kind of overkill, and you can't really sustain that kind of a – of a you can't really sustain that kind of load in a laptop. You need a lot of power and cooling yeah. for that, which a laptop just can't support. So it's like, oh, I have a 5 gigahertz chip in my laptop, but I can't – I'll never get to five gigahertz yeah, it, or sustain five it gigahertz. It ran for a second about a month ago and uh, hasn't run that fast since. <laughs> it's Intel in general. Yeah, they're about to lose a bunch of orders from Apple. And then in the gaming side, in the laptop side, AMD is just coming for their lunch, which is really cool to see. Yeah. A lot of competition. Hopefully we'll get their ass in gear. I'd, I'd like to see them step it up a bit because they used to be the head yeah. of the CPU race and then they got big. They were, the, they were the only players. And then just AMD is like, hey, what if? we just made good chips like i i don't say i don't tell anyone to build a pc with intel build an amd pc mm-hmm. get that get that ryzen gen 3 except for me i was, a, great I was a piece of trash and i got a pre-built one with intel yeah that's okay you can swap to amd later in a few when it shoots yeah, so swap to AMD, swap to amd in a few years and uh, it won't be won't be that hard it'll be fun it's the follow-up now let's get to our main topics so there's this thing it's called tiger king <laughs> It's been the most popular thing on Netflix. I'm going to check to make sure it is today. Yeah, you guys... Every single day. So Netflix has started publishing their top 10. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I can remember anything has been in the top 10, has been number one <coughs> for more than like two or three days. Every Basically every single day since this damn thing came out. Yep, yep. It's number one today. Oh, wow. This, <laughs> Tiger King has been the number one thing on Netflix. I'm scared. <laughs> Sam, I, I honestly, so I was able to ask, I was actually able to watch, I believe, three and a half episodes, but I, I'm fine talking about finish all the of one, Did you finish the one where that bitch Carol Baskin killed her husband? <laughs> Listen, what do you, don't say it like that, we'll get to it. <laughs> so Tiger King, uh, so Tiger King, you've definitely heard of it, because we're all stuck inside, <laughs> and it's the only thing anyone's talking about, you've probably seen Tiger King, mm-hmm. but 
if for some reason you haven't seen Tiger King, uh, it is about this. It's about this weird world of people who they've just died. decided that that their hobby, that their profession, their entire life is going to be around the collection, uh, breeding, and sale of big cats. You, y'all don't know how crazy it is to hear Sam so level-headedly speak about these fucking insane assholes that he's making yeah. you watch. Yeah, the documentary opens where this guy's going to this inf- the, the 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 lead documentarian goes to this infamous reptile trader, mm-hmm. and one of the guys buys a, a some kind of snake, and then he goes to the guy's van, and there's just a snow leopard no, inside. He, he buys the snake, and the guy says, "Do you want to see a snow leopard?" <laughs> and what do you know? He has a snow leopard in the back of his van. This is the first thing they show. Yeah, it's it's definitely a snow leopard right there. Yeah, <laughs> in that guy's van. Uh, yeah, so the the main the I'd say like the three main people it focuses around is uh, Carol Baskin, um, another guy named Doc Antle. We'll get to him. We'll t- we'll touch on him first. And then thanks for you for saving the third for last. My favorite of the three. <laughs> and then the the main guy, the man, the, the of myth, the, the legend, the Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic. <laughs> His name, his name is crazy. <laughs> so I, I actually first heard about Joe Exotic. I, I think back when I heard about it, the, the channel might have been called ETC. Um, but it's our Internet Today boys who we are both um, on the Discord of. And they were talking. Do you remember what the story was they were covering? Uh, no, that might have been before my time. Oh, wow. I, I first heard of Joe Exotic when John Oliver... Uh, did his third party candidates piece and he oh. touched about Joe Exotic. No, that must have been it then. I, I think I think he must have been running running for president or something. But yeah, his yeah. his candidate um videos were crazy and just his mannerisms, if you're even like if his name is insane, but it's probably the least insane thing about his life and his lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> He's a crazy personality. He has We'll get we'll we'll get to <laughs> Joe. But I, I wanna talk about so like just in general, this this world of exotic tiger yes. keepers that we hear about. Yeah. They're all like these weird groups of charlatans <laughs> who They're all cults. They're all every single one of them is a cult. And what you're I guess what you're measuring your in your head is how how negative the cult is to its members. I don't even know how you like gauge the three. <laughs> yeah, like so like Doc Antle is like Joe, like they say, like Joe looks up to him, and like he it's he was under why, Doc. Like there's actually fo- photographs of him. He said he was Doc's apprentice or something. I don't know what that means necessarily, but I think Doc showed him yeah. a lot of what he knows about cats. And yeah, but when you when you look at Doc Antle, uh, like if you ignore the stuff we learn later about him in the series that you haven't gotten to yet, but like the dude's been accused of doing some pretty vile shit to cats. Um, but when you ignore that and you just look at like what he does at his park, his is definitely like the best one. Oh, yeah. Like if I, if if in a perfect world where I knew the tigers were happy and he wasn't you know gas chambering his tigers, um, <laughs> you'll get there. I want to die, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, and in a world where Doc Antle was like the greatest guy ever, and he just and his cats were the happiest cats in the world. I'd want to go to his park because, like, who's the, the guy in he, the Mockingjay uh, part one, and then he died, and they had to CGI him in the part two? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Doc Antle looks like a perverted version of Philip Seymour Hoffman. For anyone wondering, and with just a huge fucking gray 
braid down his his back. Some, sometimes it's long and it's flowing. It's really gross. And he has this. His, the the best way I would describe him is it's like as soon as you get an inch from his face, there is a filter in front of him, right, that he looks through, and that filter makes everything magical and gumdrop land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you look at it's like you look at his park, and he's got like uh the the great facilities. He's got these smoking hot chicks who we got uh, super young. Your... All of them were like I think all of them he got underage. He admits it. When they were eighteen, when they were like eighteen, no, one of them he says seventeen. I will, I will stick yeah. to that. I definitely heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got these girls like pretty young, but like these these super hot girls who just take you around the park and do and, these and shows. They're not hot. He makes and, them hot. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he, he like uh, there's like cub petting, like, and then when he when he does his part of the day's exhibition, he comes in riding on his elephant, <laughs> who he's been like best friends with since it was born. And that's the theme that you'll see between all three of them. They love the entrances. They love showing oh, yeah. up and looking grand and having their animals. The animals to these people, I, I think they think in their heads animals are the biggest big dick attitude like thing that you could be is having an yeah. animal about you. Like if you have an animal next to you, don't fuck with you. When in reality, it just looks like they're hanging around wild animals and by some luck of God haven't been killed yet. <laughs> Yeah, like, when you look at Doc, he comes in riding on that elephant, and then he gives his little speech, and he shows the picture of him with the elephant when it was a baby, and he says, and believe it or not, we've both gotten bigger since that. Like, you could tell that's his favorite part of the day. And, like, he has got showing people tigers they should not be seeing. A lot of them down look fucking overweight. <laughs> yeah. Two <laughs> these fat, tubby tigers waddling about in little circles. Can I... I, I I've always had... I, I hate zoos, not in any sort of official capacity. I'm someone who acts a lot on, or not acts, but I think I think I I, I see things and I act on those feelings sometimes. One of the ways I, I I I like to interpret it is that you just see these animals and they're huge and they're being petted by all these people who are like oh could you could you coo and then you see them like lash out and they're like grabbing at something or like tear someone's arm off and all I can think is. This is someone who has decided at some point in their life that reality is not good enough for them and it is worth living in this fantasy that they shall create for themselves. It is like sick. It is disgusting yeah. to me personally. And, can... and every time I looked at the screen, I felt like throwing up. Oh, yeah. When you hear like the logistics of running these parks, like both of them say, like, Doc spends more money on his tigers uh, than Joe does, but like Doc says he spends like. Five hundred thousand dollars a year or something like that, feeding tigers, mm -hmm. um, just like getting meat. And then Joe cuts corners as much as he can. He gets the Walmart table scraps, basically, of like meat that Walmart can't put back on the yeah. shelves to feed his tigers. And feeds his employees too. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. we're gonna if we're gonna, if we're talking about Joe yet, but his situation with his employees is kind of interesting. Essentially, yeah. I want to talk about I want to talk about Joe and Carol together. Okay, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, like. You just hear like you just hear the number, the amount of money that they need just to feed the tigers, not even pay employees or whatever. That's in the millions, just right? To, yeah, just to feed the tigers, they need they need a quarter. The minimum is a quarter of a million dollars a year, <sighs> and that's Joe who's cutting corners. Doc is probably spending half a million, if not more than that, yeah. feeding his animals, depending upon the amount that they have. And where they got them. And a lot of this has to do with just... I, I learned a lot about U.S. law 
um, today. And it's, it's almost fitting that this documentary come out during the pandemic because it's, it's linking to the pandemic in ways that I think people aren't really realizing. Our country, the reason we have all these crazy ass documentaries, sometimes I wonder if it's because of just ways that we fucked up as a country and allowed certain things to get out of hand and then exploited them for cash on Netflix. I, I, this this is all I, this is why it took me so long to get into the series by the way every like I, I think every 30 minutes I had to pause and take a break wow oh sorry there's a helicopter flying over the perks of listen, I, living next to a hospital or as I call them a sky choo choo <laughs> that's a pretty I'm gonna have to run that by Gabby she might not even I, honestly I might say that to her and she might not even I'm leaving you. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Without without even looking up, I'm leaving you. Flips to the next page of the magazine. <laughs> Get out! Oh, there's a pandemic. Get out! My bags are already by the door. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's like the amount of money these people have to spend. Just all the this this hassle. These people must be insane. Are you crazy? I think you're actually crazy. <laughs> And and then and then when you say that they say crazy, huh, when you've been in this business for thirty five fucking years as long as I have, you, you people call you crazy all the time, and I'm like, bitch, that's because you are. <laughs> yeah, but then then we have Joe Exotic, and this man, what's there to say about Joe Exotic? I, do you want to let's each try to think for a few seconds can we come up with one word <laughs> you think you could come up with what would be the one word you would choose uh to describe joe exotic american <laughs> you stole my word you bastard <laughs> fine i'll say patriotic then. <laughs> he's but yeah i, I mean I, i'm give me give me a direction with him there's so much there's so yeah. much to talk about he yeah so like it, do you talk about the park do you talk about uh do you talk about his rivalry with carol you talk about you his talk husbands about or yeah no yeah. They are, yeah they're husbands two of them <laughs> yeah like, well he had two at the same time had and then i need to watch more of the documentary <laughs> yeah uh one of his husbands uh it doesn't make it what does that even what does that fucking mean what are you saying to me sam <laughs> Um, they, they, one of his husbands one of divorced? his husbands kills himself god damn it sam i know which one it is too actually you know what i fucking don't this yeah is and then the other husband is and then the other husband leaves him and then turns out neither husband was gay they were just <laughs> joe just seduced them both <laughs> you good bud <laughs> you keep going <laughs> yeah I'm just like left. if you just that's just one part of the talking? documentary, no, too. No, shut up. What do you, <laughs> He's like, what do you, just, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm saying neither husband was gay. They were just people who, like, had sex with him. Guys, Joe Exotic uh, because is he the gave most crazy-looking man. Him dr- yeah, he gave both of his husbands drugs and kept them drugged up, and uh, they would sleep with him for, for drugs. Basically, it. Oh, my God. He's horrible. It, yeah. I mean, obviously, right? Because they all, every single one of them, including Joe, and he is my favorite, but including him, is a fucking liar <laughs> and a manipulator. Oh, yeah. And they just hide and they lie and they scheme. And, and then they do it in front of the camera. Yeah. And, like, it's weird because 
it, there are parts, especially at the beginning of the documentary. So like the documentary takes place over years mm-hmm. by the beginning of the documentary when it starts the tigers i don't know what makes a tiger happy but i don't see any malice in anyone there towards the animals but as as time stretches on and joe's park in particular falls more and more into disarray docs never falls into disarray because docs a a goddamn professional um (laughs) just like yeah the the park just looks like a worse and worse place yeah Um, and it looks pretty bad to begin with if we're just talking about joe's there's a lot of things that I think he he does without intending to do so. So like he'll show off, for instance, that you know they're they're going to give away meat, um, but then in the same shop that they're showing the meat that they're receiving from Walmart, you're you're seeing like the cages in the background and 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 all there's like weeds everywhere and it's just it it looks messy to begin with and I think he can't see it at this point. Yeah, it's like yeah, and like. There are clips they show towards the end where it's, like, when he first opened the place. And, like, he talks very differently. He says, tigers are meant to be in Asia, in Africa, or whatever. They're not meant to be kept in cages. He's recognizing that this is is essentially not a permanent solution, but the best place for the tigers in the temporary. And he also straight up says they're not meant to be bred in captivity, which is what he does exactly. And that's the the chief thing, like, with his rivalry with that bitch, Carol Baskin. (laughs) By the way, even even before I, I don't know if it's ever confirmed. I didn't look it up on purpose. I'm pretty sure she killed her husband. <laughs> like, just thought, just at, at first she's like, "Oh, you know, they're saying I fed him to the tiger. Isn't that ridiculous?" And I'm like, "You know what, Carol? That is a little bit ridiculous." And then ten minutes pass, <laughs> and in those ten minutes, I figure out how not ridiculous it is. <laughs> And that she probably did fucking feed his ass through a tire. Yeah. yeah, so, like, the central conflict of the series that drives everything else forward is this conflict with this woman, Carol Baskin, mm-hmm. who she runs a rescue. And her big – her chief thing against Joe and Doc and all of them is, I don't breed tigers. I, I save tigers. Let them live in captivity and die. Is And, like, she she tries to give them a good life. But, you know, she does the best she can. That's that's the way she puts it. And she it. wears but flowers. Then, and, and and little pieces of green and beads, and she looks like she's yeah. high on weed the entire time. <laughs> and but like you look at her park, and it's like the tigers have even smaller cages than Joe's place. Like I think they have the biggest exhibit. I think they have the biggest place at Docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like they have even smaller c- cages than Joe's place. Uh, she charges admission. Uh, she forces people to volunteer. She doesn't. And even though she's making a ton Can of money, she doesn't about, have I mean, you, volunteers. <laughs> volunteer she has volunteers process. instead of – It's, it's yeah. vast. So essentially, like, the idea is that you can you can book online and you can show up and maybe you visit the Tigers and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then at the end of your visit, she says, hey, you know, if you want, uh, you can come in and you can volunteer with the Tigers. You get to pet them, all this stuff. You just kind of have to work here. And then you show up and you realize there's a tiered system. And everyone gets, like, a certain shirt color, and that defines, like, what group they're in and how many years they've been volunteering. And throughout all of this, I, I don't know if you can confirm this, Sam, no one's being paid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what a no volunteer is. being paid. Yeah, she's they're getting... just volunteering to work and feeling, like, super yeah, excited she's, about she's it. Collecting, she's collecting millions in entrance fees, and she's using free labor to to put it all out. It's like, And it's legal? That's the uh, yeah, of course it's legal. America. If someone if someone signs a contract saying they're a volunteer, then they've they've uh, agreed to do that. Yeah. God bless the USA, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's 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 all that, but the th- there is this one episode 
and which is sort of what's made most of the news is that Carol Baskin might have killed her husband. We don't know. Um, the did. episode she is very. I don't care. If she the episode that talks about it is extremely slanted towards her having killed her husband. Yes. But I think that's more just the documentaries tend to be salacious and eye-catching. Uh, and Sam, make some, some would say it was slanted because those are the facts, but okay, Snowflake. <laughs> I don't... Listen, maybe she was just... Maybe she was the worst fucking person to ever be around. <laughs> and her husband put $2 million in a briefcase... Oh, shut up. And took a... <laughs> And took and took a plane down oh, to Costa Rica so he could disappear. Penance. He described that as his birth. He was like, "Oh, you know, I worked my ass off for this. This was my livelihood. You know, I put all this money in. It's my money. And what? He's gonna leave with two million dollars? This guy's a fucking I'm maniac." I don't know how much he left with. I'm just saying, maybe two million dollars goes a long way in Costa Rica. Yeah, he doesn't care. I this dude. No, he's he's dead, and he got fed to a tiger. <laughs> Yeah, and then there are people who think that Carol Baskin killed him, and there is that there's there's a lot of interesting coincidences as to why she probably killed there him. There are a lot of fucking uh, funny coincidences. Yeah, <laughs> so, what's so funny is her saying uh, she'll she'll say in one scene, and I don't have a specific example, but uh, oh yeah, like she'll say, oh you know we had a tough relationship and we were fighting, but you know that to a certain point that was our dynamic and then the very next scene the attorney he told me he wanted a divorce he was going to ask her and then like his his ex-wife he told me he wanted a divorce he was going to ask her his daughter he told me he wanted a divorce and then this other person he told me like all these other people <laughs> just being like yeah. oh yeah no he definitely said this <laughs> and then it happens yeah, and multiple then... times <laughs> with all their information they all confirm it it's so funny they keep doing shots of her saying yeah you know maybe and then like five people confirming <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like the reason i say that bitch carol baskin is because joe she's trying to get this legislation passed mm-hmm. that would basically make what joe and doc do illegal and just destroy <clears throat> their businesses so joe would go on these public rants against her because she was basically going after his business even though it was immoral and bad mm-hmm. and he would just put out these insane videos saying that bitch carol baskin is gonna come down here and take my tigers yeah, he used to make he, he, he would make all these sorts of videos music videos and, and and videos for the park and then videos against carol and in some videos <laughs> It's some of these videos, and this goes into me just learning a lot about the United States, like, criminal process and, and what is and isn't a crime. But he'd, like, get out a, a mannequin, <laughs> and he'd be like, you know, I want this, that, and the other, and Carol would say this, but you know what I say to that, Carol? And then it'll zoom in on the mannequin, and then it'll zoom in on him, and he'll fucking... Shoot it. He'll whip out a gun. <laughs> Yeah, popping in the head with a bullet. <laughs> we sadly don't have time to go into everything, but, like... If you haven't seen it, just watch it. The The best take I've seen of, about Do- Tiger King is, like, it's not particularly a good documentary. There are documentaries that are better researched, uh, that are better made, uh, all that if stuff. If this wasn't a pandemic, but, I don't think that this would be number one on trending. Yeah, but I I think that, like, like I said, like there are documentaries that are better than this, but no documentary mm-hmm. has just these levels of weird-ass people to examine and you haven't gotten to it yet but jeff lowe is like just this enormous piece of shit (laughs) he comes in he comes in later when uh when the park when when uh, joe's park comes into more disarray but like i've seen someone made a meme of jeff lowe said jeff lowe is what happens when erectile dysfunction pills from gas stations become people (laughs) (laughs) what what does that mean (laughs) You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> My brain is like, what is? 
How? <laughs> but like, I believe but yeah. it. I believe it. And yeah. uh, for any who have it, this is recorded in Dolby Vision for some fucking reason. Dolby Vision HDR and Dolby Atmos. Don't forget. Why? I don't know why they did it, but I get to enjoy it in my living room. So thank you, Netflix. Full- yeah. So yeah, that's that's all the time. There's so much to t- say about Tiger we, King. We might do a part uh, two. Maybe next I week. don't know. Just a little bit. Next week. Oh, oh, next week, Calvin. You know, you know, what comes out next week. No, what comes out? Oh yes, Quibi. I do. No, Quibi I don't. comes out next. Quibi comes out next week, Calvin. Oh. <laughs> and they are giving everyone a 90 day free trial of Quibi. Oh shit! So we're gonna be covering so, Quibi ton- content for we're gonna, 90 days. We're gonna talk about the it's it's streaming wars. We're gonna talk about the launch of Quibi mm-hmm. and the Quibi launch lineup and. Uh, if anyone should pay money for a uh, for a streaming service, they can only watch ten minute episodes of only on their phone. Is it only vertically no. as well? Uh, no, you can switch between the two on the fly. Oh, that's nice. It, <laughs> yeah, I, we will be giving a thorough review of Quibi next week. Not to me, this feels like the PlayStation Move, where it's like, don't you hate uh, having to watch a video on the comfort of your TV or la- or laptop? No? Well, well what, what about watching it on your phone? <laughs> Here comes Queeby. Here comes Queeby. You can watch it vertically, you know, if you fucking hate cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, again, 90-day free trial of Quibi. Cancel it immediately. Do not pay for this service. But they're giving everyone a 90-day free trial. I believe one free year for uh, T-Mobile customers also. Oh, that's desperate. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, uh download quibi get your free trial and then come back next week to hear our thoughts about quibi or don't we'll we'll go through it for yeah, you yeah we'll be here either either way we don't have anywhere to be <laughs> until next week uh i've been samuel I'm calvin and we'll see you guys next week bye bye